at what point does this kind of like feel like it's becoming your personality? And I feel like the, the boundaries between workplace and, and home, especially with this working from home shit is so blurred right now. Right. Our personal selves our our professional selves are so much more of our personal selves. I would argue nowadays. Episode six. Yo. We back. <laughs> yes, sir. We back. We in it. We back. We in it. Of course. We of have course. our rituals. It's a ritual, you know man. We joke Why about- switch it up if it works? The thing is, we start the episodes the same way. We joke about it. So yeah. that's a part of the ritual. And too. then we talk about, and then we talk about the fact that we do it every it. single time. Yeah, yeah. So it's part of the intro now. People are probably like, skip, advance 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, they're just like, it is. <laughs> no, they look at the, they listen to the first couple seconds and they're just like, oh, I'm good, actually. Yeah, let me, let me listen to something else. Yes. Anyway, Anyways. we are back, as we said, season four, episode six. That's crazy. We're flying through these. We're flying through. We're flying we started through. Uh, a little late, but hey. Hey. Every week we've been here, six weeks in a row. Better late than never, I say. Exactly. Better quality over quantity, I always say. 100%. No knock 100%. to our previous seasons, though. Those, <laughs> were, those were dope. Now nah, we get better. Yes, sir. We get better. Yes, each sir. Time. Man, Mad Mix, season four, episode six. Dak, what's happening this week? Oh, man. Before what we, isn't happening, I should before say. Before we even get into the topics, it's like playoff basketball right now. <laughs> Being a Raptors fan, yeah. you know, you're wearing a sweater right now. How are yeah, you, yeah. you feeling about how we're playing so far? I mean, that's not the best situation to be in. No. Being down 0-2 we'll be in a home. series. We'll be back home. Yeah. Being, it's, I always say it's easier to start a seven-game series on the road because you take one of those games, on, you start the series on the road, True. win one game, you know, you've stolen a game already from them. If you can. So, if you can, yeah, right? Yeah. So. It would have been ideal to get one. That well, Definitely. <laughs> it would have been great because then it takes a little bit. It puts a little more of the pressure on the away team because then they're down one in their home home territory. Yeah. And it's hard to beat the Raptors at home. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. So, Man, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to be in the building tomorrow. True, I'm going to be true. around the building tomorrow. Okay. It's a really exciting time for the city. And I've been lucky enough to be involved in a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Setting up the tailgate, you know, uh, Maple Leaf what's, uh What's Jurassic Park looking like right now? Oh, man, it's it's Been fire. crazy? Yeah, okay. well, I mean, like, listen, like, yesterday was snowing sure. and raining basically at the same time. Uh, the day before it was like chilly out, or like the game one was a little chilly too. Right, right. So it wasn't wasn't the best, but man, it's great to see fans back out there. Hundred percent excited. I remember being there um, in in Maple Leaf Square, uh, you know, well, years like ago. Yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. watching energy watching it. was insane. I love how we do that too. It's so exciting. I actually for game one, uh, I got a reservation at Real Sports in one of those boots. I was watching the game on the big screen there. Sure, sure. Of my mom, my girl. Okay, okay. His roommate. Like it was, it was a good time. I was obviously quite cheesed because uh, they didn't win. <laughs> so it was probably everyone in the bar. Just, yeah, like, yeah. It was depressing, yeah. but it was nice to see like playoff basketball back in the city. And I also, I don't know, I, like I don't know about you, but I feel like it's there's a different energy to it, especially in the downtown core. Like on game days too, like everyone knows that they're going to be watching the Raptors in the playoffs. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Even like with the Jays back too. Like yeah, man. Where I live, I see people that will come from the stadium when the game is done or when they're walking towards the game and like everyone's in their jerseys and it's like, this is what sports does to a city, right? Like yeah. Like whether you win or lose, it's like there's that camaraderie kind yeah, of like Yeah, brings people together. Brings people together, 100%. Yeah, I love that about sports and that's what makes me so interested in it, in it right? That yeah, is, yeah. Because it's entertaining, like... But it also like brings different people together to enjoy something, get pissed off at the same thing together, 100%, uh, yeah. celebrate together. Nothing you can affect whatsoever. No, no, no. Like you get so. Yeah, the best part is when like they're just like, oh, we could have done better. Yeah, we yeah, should have yeah, done yeah, this. Yeah. Like I'm on the team, like just or like in the in the stands, like smashing a foot long dog or something Man. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you but, doing any betting yet? Uh, I can't. Um, oh, because of my my war. True, true, true. But other sports. Uh, to be or honest, like, can't. yeah, I'm not. I'm not really into it. Uh, I'm not really into sports betting. I see these ads all over the fucking place. Though. Yeah, we were Holy talking about shit. that. Drake is really pushing out. Yeah, Drake. You Drake can see. Is. The thing is, like, you look at like you know the Bleacher Report account on Instagram. They have like. Bleacher Report betting. They comment on every single Bleacher Report post. Bro, like, all the memes they post in the videos of like people's reaction after losing a parlay or whatever it yeah. is. And I'm just like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I mean, 
Like it sounds like something from Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, <laughs> yeah, a parlay. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really pushing at it. Like even on the meme angle where it's like, okay, maybe I want to look into this, but I'm too stingy for that, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, and listen, like whether it's sports betting, whether it's gambling in general, like I've never been one to no. do that. No, no, I have no. a very poor outcome when it comes to stuff like that. Until you start winning. Until you start winning. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a casino. I think I must have been 18 years old. Sure. Um, in Ontario? Uh, no, I was in Quebec. Quebec, okay. Um, but I put a quarter in into the slot machine. The very first time ever, dead ass serious. And I won five bucks. When you scale that, <laughs> imagine if I put quarter five to, bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or like put like 100 bucks. More than five imagine. bucks, yeah. That would have been sick. I would have been a millionaire. Be, you'd be oh. uh, a gambler right now. You'd be yeah. addicted. You know? I'd be addicted. Chasing that thrill. Chasing the bag. 18. Yeah, chasing yeah. the bag. Bag chaser, number one. Should but, we talk about a bag chaser to start? Yeah, straight up. That's a, that's a good segue that's into a, it. Yeah, man, we've been doing this four years. I know what I'm doing. Yes, sir. Know what I'm saying? Let's jump right in. Uh, our least favorite billionaire. Actually, debatable. Yeah, it's debatable. A, yeah, yeah, I don't. They're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk, man. So, oh man, he was you know making news a couple weeks ago for buying nine percent of shares of Twitter. So he's yeah. the individual highest shareholder of Twitter, and now he announces that he's ready to buy it, cash. All of it. Jeez. Not crypto? Not crypto. <laughs> His valuation is basically, I think it was $45 billion cash he said he's willing to pay to own all of Twitter. Right. And I'm just like, cash, bro? Like, $45 billion cash? That That's even nothing exist? to me. <laughs> yeah, what, what, does, what does $45 billion in cash look, look like. like? Yeah. Is that, is that like my entire apartment just filled up with $100 bills? Yeah, probably. Like you know what I mean? How like do you have every, that liquid? I yeah, was just I every was square square inch of this place just covered in hundreds. Literally, um, and he wants to make it private, so not a public company anymore. But it's really just like wondering. You're not really on Twitter. No, but I still consume it to some you degree. Still consume but it. like, what do you think of that? Like, what single person buying this? And he uses Twitter quite a lot to just say the most outlandish shit. Yeah, like he really wants to protect the freedom of speech and being able. Yeah, to, of course. Whatever they say that, yeah. you're like, we, okay, you, you know, know the red flag. <laughs> yeah. You know the red flag. Uh, freedom of speech. That's a red flag. That's yeah. like it already kind of is. It already is. Yeah. So it like, already, what are you saying? You want to be able to do? It totally is. You know, where do you want to take this as an app? Yeah, I mean, like my perspective on that is that's not a good thing. No, a lot no. of people consume Twitter get news, get information from, from Twitter. And I think like having someone like that who has a specific vision yeah, yeah. of what that platform is uh, and just buying it outright to help keep that momentum going or that point of view or to influence his point of view into the platform potentially as like a, you know, a shareholder, mm -hmm. I think it's a bad thing because it's, it's like, you know, it, you have in here... It's like uh, Bezos buying the Washington Post back, yeah, in, back yeah. in the day. That actually came from a listener question when we made a post on, on IG. So Nathaniel was yeah, saying... Shows, shows not. Shows not. That. That's a homie, man. There you go. He was saying, uh, is Elon buying Twitter than you Bezos buying the Washington Post? Yeah. And Bezos bought that in 2013. And I actually didn't know that until... I didn't know that either. No idea. So not that's why I feel like it's already different. Yeah, shout us not for this one. I think... I think it's a different story. I think it's the same. Control. Remember the, the, the uh, Kobe Bryant saying, like, different animals, same, same beast. beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Right. What does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> exactly. So same, same kind of thing as that. Except I would say this one's worse. Yeah. Because traditional media, like the Washington Post, is a newspaper. It's a publication. It says, okay, we're, we are this media company, and we are giving you this information you know, do with it for what you will. Yeah. For Twitter, it's a much more, two, it's a bigger two-way conversation. It's a two-way street. I can comment back at anybody, anything on Twitter, and nothing will stop me. And I, and I could get picked up for something like that. If I tweet at Elon Musk right now and say, build me a spaceship, and that blows up and goes viral or whatever, mm -hmm. and that starts a conversation between the two of us, 
that's a huge thing. That's a that's yeah, a difference yeah. maker between a social platform and you know the Washington Post. So when you compare these two situations, it's similar kind of ownership of a person, entity, personality, whatever that is. Yeah, being put onto other people potentially, but the opportunity to talk back on Twitter is there versus a newspaper. I think it's it's tricky because like you're buying media, right? Like whoever controls the media controls the message, right? Like yeah. that's a classic the media, saying. the media is the message of Marshall McLuhan. <laughs> Shout out to Marshall Shout McLuhan, man. There you go. That's um, but I just think they're two very different people. So like, I think we like to consider Bezos as like this super villain or whatnot, but he's not um, really like that outspoken. Like he's kind of hidden for the most part versus Elon Musk. He already owns like three, four companies. This would be his fifth. And he's, on Twitter all day just saying nonsense. He's able to move markets by a tweet, make people buy Bitcoin and then let it go because he tweeted about it. And that's crazy power that he likes to flex. Yeah. So I, like, I would say he's the super villain, if anything. So to have him buy this like social app that we all enjoy because of the freedom and um, uh, you know, not too many restrictions on it and whatnot, it's just like, what is he going to do with it? And I think it just makes a lot of people scared. Yeah, well, you know? like, here's the thing. Like, what if there's a group that's like, fuck Elon Musk. Yeah. At fuck Elon Musk. You <laughs> know what I mean? And, and it becomes the most popular page on Twitter for some reason somehow. Yeah. Like, you you think that he's just going to be like, yeah, like, people are plotting against me. I want to shut this shit down. Which is why I don't even think they're going to sell it to him, to be honest. And this is all kind of ridiculous well, he was it, saying that like if they don't sell it to him he's gonna like flush his nine percent shares and that's gonna like tank twitter it's literally super villain it's super villain it's just rich bro. people shit <laughs> it's rich people shit yeah like rich people power. I have no business being in but yeah dude and then, listen like at the end of the day it's it's like Social media, the laws around social media and stuff are becoming more apparent with shit like this. Like internet yeah, acts, yeah. internet laws and everything desperately, desperately need to be caught up to today's day and age so that like when we're in situations like this, we know the rules, we know the establishment. Like there's no, there's no figuring things out by the time that somebody's already done something like this. You know, the com it's a weird comparison I might make, but you remember... Uh, back when they like vetoed uh, the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers. Yeah. So if you own like three or four companies, like I feel like as a billionaire, you shouldn't be able to buy this fifth one. Yeah. There should be some sort of governing board that is like, you own Tesla, you own SpaceX. You yeah, own like you're all good. All these things. You should not have control over Twitter as well. You know, totally. I don't know who would be that person. You know, make it me. Yeah, I'll decide. The application the is there. I might. You if know. you think the Mad Mix can take on Elon Musk, <laughs> comment in the section below. Let's have him as a guest. And let's have him as a, man. That'd be crazy. That'd be insane. Imagine, but that, but that would help us because then people would be like, like I'd we help would just him. Yeah, we would blow up. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, it would help him. Yeah, it would help. <laughs> it would help him. You know what it's I mean? Like I need the marketing folks. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's crazy, though. It begs a lot of questions. Like, who is the owner of the Internet? Who makes these decisions? <laughs> is it lawmakers? Because, like, the Internet knows no boundaries. And no, I feel no. like this is a really interesting time to be like, well, hang on. Can we allow something like this? I don't it's think they want that. I think they want everything to be decentralized right now. I hope like, it stays the, that way, man. The Web3, the NFT, all of that is moving towards no ownership. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. A lot of people would challenge that, but I think we do need like guardrails of some sort. Totally, you know totally. Or else, like somebody can just come in and just like even buying all that. Like we talked about this. Like I don't know if it was last season or was this one, but we talked about like uh, like buying like virtual space in the in the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like right. people are already like buying made up shit. And we'll charge us for it whenever it becomes accessible by the masses. Literally. You know what I mean? I find yeah. that so strange. Hey, man. We'll see. Like, I, my prediction is they won't actually sell this to him, but I think the, the balls to even try this is like... It's just crazy. billionaire it's shit. It's billionaire shit. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll report on that, as always. As always. We got that covered. Thanks now for the question, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good one. 
let's uh let's move on here so <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. i love how hang on before we get <laughs> into the topic we always yeah we say that and then yeah. we look at the topic and then we laugh yeah, about it because yeah. we know there's some bullshit coming <laughs> we know there's some bullshit coming you know our topics are always all over the place yes sir the ridiculousness of like work jargon and consultant like lingo yeah you know? i hate that shit and this kind of sparked because i was in a meeting and i heard a coworker say uh we need to explore these areas that are ripe for innovation <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and i don't know if he was doing it as a joke but i was kind of just like what the fuck does that yeah. mean yeah you know um and i've had conversations with other coworkers where we'll make jokes about all that consultant speak, like, let's not boil the ocean. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a good uh, one. Looking at this from a 20,000 foot view and uh, all the take this offline and, yeah. you know, it's circle just, back. Circle back. Let me piggyback off of what you were saying. End to all of this shit, man. Yeah. But you know what? You got to do it. I say, I say, I say all those too. things all yeah, the fucking yeah. time. I say, it too. I say them all the time at work. It becomes part of your vocab, it, your it, vernacular. It, your yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, Seen as professional. Yeah. Um, oddly enough. Yeah, which I mean, like, <laughs> it's the thing is, like, it's pseudo professional because it's not like if you say something, in other words, like, circle back, hey, Dak, and I'll just talk to you later about that one thing one time. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's just a way to formalize just regular communication. Or instead of piggyback, I just want to add to what this person's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No straight up. Says that, boil, not boil the ocean. Let's just not make things too complicated here. Literally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who boil the ocean? Like, who makes that? We are boiling the ocean, by the way. Yeah. Global warming is a real fucking Ooh. thing, guys. <laughs> but going back to what we were just talking about, yeah, it's really interesting because I've seen the TikToks of, like, there's, like, a... A, a woman who does like corporate lingo translations yeah. or something, so something like There's that. A guy that does them too. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, the, like everyone's laughing because it's like, yeah, it's funny. We're all living the same life. We're Pretty all much. living the same like corporate life and shit. Yeah, but like it for me, it begs a bigger question about like what does like people people identify with their workplaces, right? And like people identify with work to like help bring structure and meaning and stuff to their life. And, and, and that's how we live. That's not like me. I'm just as much a part of that. You're just a part of that. But like, at what point does this kind of like feel like it's becoming your personality? And I feel like the, the boundaries between workplace and, and home, yeah. especially with this working from home shit, is so blurred right now, right? Our personal selves, our, our professional selves are so much more of our personal selves, I would argue, nowadays... Do you find that meant. you're saying the same stuff in your personal life, though? Uh, like, I, d I don't, but I okay. know people you who know do. You know the people. I know yeah, people yeah, I get who you. do. I get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it becomes your personality to be an account manager or something like that. Yeah. You have to bring that energy everywhere. Totally. And it's know? like you can tell. It's like, oh, who's the accounts guy in the room? Oh, who's the creative oh, team in the that. room? Who's this? You know what I mean? Oh, and it's like, well, yeah. who, like literally, like, why does this matter? Yeah. Like, why do we box put each other in boxes? to act a certain way or talk a certain way or be a certain way. Like when you would plan something with friends outside of work, with, with coworkers, but it would be outside of work and they'd be like, oh, you're the accounts person. You should like plan this. And it's like, I'm like, bro, actually, yo, actually I'm shit on my chin. Yeah. It's like, yo, I'm actually trash at account services, which yeah. is why I'm hanging out with you guys. Oh, no. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's that type of shit, right? Where it's like, and we've talked about it a lot of like your personality being wrapped in what you do. But even just to go back to like the lingo stuff, it's, it's playing the game, I guess. Yeah. You know? Like you hear other folks do it. And naturally, it's just going to like, whether you want to reject it or not, if all your coworkers are saying a certain saying, you're just going to naturally find yourself saying it as well. Sure. You know? But I've never heard, I've never heard like a CEO, I've never heard like an executive person talk like this before ever. <laughs> it's only like, yeah. like mid to mid senior people who talk like this and i pe i feel like the people That's who interesting. the people who figure it out are just like when you get to a certain level you just start talking like that to a client or something like that like i know i have clients where i can pick up and be like yo like yeah. what are we saying right What's now good. you know what i mean and that, like that that builds the relationship that carries over to emails too because like you ever notice like you email a ceo and they're just like hey thanks send like, from iphone yeah okay thanks t 
I saw somebody. No, I saw someone spelled thanks TKS. I was like, what is this boomer shit, bro? I've seen THX before. I'm like, hey, I mean, there's no X, but sure. Hey, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Sent from iPhone always, and I'm just like crafting the most like beautiful (laughs) email, you know. I would like to circle back on on one of the comments that you mentioned. Yeah. You know, it's it's that kind of stuff, though, right? And I feel, I don't know. The, the more that I've learned about being in like account services, client services, whatever, various roles over the last five or six years, seven years, however long I've been working professionally. Yeah, yeah. Is like you lose, you, the, the better people start losing that, like you start to loosen up a little bit. And that's advice that I always give to, sure, sure. to junior people coming into the job. It's like, yo, like you don't have to be this like ultra performative like punctual kind of person i think i think clients and like this is advice that i would have given myself way oh, back man. in the day bro. Yeah, i would go when i was working this, yeah, yeah when i was working at john street man like i remember yeah. like i was like i was, was so punctual that it got in the way of my like actually doing the job you know what yeah. i mean yeah versus like actually sitting there and being like oh yeah i actually I can talk to, I can pick up the phone and talk to a client and be like, hey, how's it going? How's they're, your day going? They're a human. Yeah. Like, they're regular people. They're regular people. Yeah. Like, why do, why do we perpetuate that kind of culture? No, man. Like, I won't say any names, but, you know, I've tweeted this before, but like when I was at that agency, John Street, I had a manager. So basically, I was supposed to email a client about something, but I, I slipped up and I forgot. Sure. So I emailed Amen. them a couple days later than I was supposed to, and I said, Hey, sorry, this actually, you know, fell off my radar. I think I used consultant speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fell yeah. off my radar, but here's the information, whatnot. And the client was like, yeah, dope. Okay, thank you. The way my manager approaches me after and says, we um, are the agency and we cannot slip up like that. Like, things can't fall off our radar or clients will lose trust in us. So, like, don't make that happen again. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> this is when you re- that was a moment where you're like, I right, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to UX design. Yo. What the <laughs> fuck is this shit? You can't forget something. Yeah, like nothing can slip off your plate. We're robots. Like yeah, everything has to be remembered at all times. It was the most minute thing too. Like yeah. it was. No one actually gives a shit about no that one kind gives of stuff. A shit. Like at that point, I was like, yo. Not to say that was the moment where I want to get out, but I'm like, there's a problem here. Yeah, those things start to add up. Yeah, and you're like, actually. I can I can do whatever I want to do. I can be who I who I want to be. It's it's like none of this shit matters. And I think that's when I started to get a little bit more jaded about the industry too, where it's like, yo, we're not saving lives here. Like me and the client were cool. Yeah. We yeah still yeah. are. You just pick up the phone and be like, yo, like yo, my the bad campaign about that didn't one. erupt. Like we yeah. were fine. You know what I'm saying? So it's things like that where if you're really wrapped up in your job, that shit will like be earth shattering to you as a person. Yeah. You'd be like, I forgot. I slipped up. Oh my God, I can never do that again. Nah. Like, yeah, it's like, actually, yeah. when you think about it, we make it, mistakes. It's not a big deal. No. It's literally not a big deal. No, you, don't, you, don't, not the- you know how many times it, like, a client like, hasn't given me feedback on time or yeah. something like that? Like, okay, cool. Like, that's, you have shit going on too. You're busy. That's fine. Straight it's a up. partnership. Yeah, right? it's empathy too, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I can just go I off. I can go on off on this one, but man, I, I wanted to kind of jump back to to some workplace like lingo stuff that like really irks me. Yeah, like pisses yeah, me yeah, off. Like it. when we talked about, uh, I sit in meetings and like this is these are like marketing terms too, right? Yeah, like I heard like someone say like the word like oh we need to like disrupt the market or like <laughs> we need to be like scrappy or like stuff like that. I'm like yeah. I feel like. I get what you're saying. Like, I understand what those mean. That makes sense. Because you've heard them enough. Yeah, but it's, yeah. I feel like it's the most, like, overused, like, cliche term. To sound smarter. Yeah. Like, uh, well, it's know. like, and I think that if you have, if those are, if those are in every single brief, like, we need to disrupt the market or we need to do this, then you're never actually going to do something like that, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, if you actually want to disrupt the market, like, you know how rare that is? You know how hard that is to do? And describe what you mean by that yeah, instead yeah. of saying disrupt. Yeah, disrupt know? the market. It's like, what What does that mean? Like, what does that shake mean? something up? Like, you know, when I think of, like, disrupting a market, I think of, like, Uber coming into, like, say, the taxi Airbnb, yeah, Airbnb, literally. Like, you know, I think of those things. Yeah, not innovation. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? actual innovation. Like, something, like, different. 
not a, not a not a new product line in here, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and like, there's ways to talk about that, but I feel like that that ultimately devalues like what you're actually trying to accomplish. It's like using like we said this before, but it's like using the word authentic. Like, it's yeah. just become so much of a buzzword that it's like, okay, well, what does authentic mean to you? We need to be we need to show up in an authentic way. Okay, yeah. well, an authentic yeah. way is probably not how you're going to give me 12 rounds of feedback on something. Yeah. If you want yeah. something to be actually authentic and real, yeah. you need to like be in the mind of the people who are going to be consuming your product. You need to do focus groups. You need to understand who that pe- person is, who those people are, so that you have you can make an informed decision. And it's not going to be in line with anything that you do. I promise you. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like, oh, we need to show authentic show up authentically with the black community. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Like playing basketball and listening to hip hop, uh, having a hip hop track behind your yeah, product. The car spot. commercials that are advertised to black people playing hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just driving with one hand yeah. on two, just like backwards hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's shit like that where I'm like, yo, like this isn't actually doing, doing anything. You're just like using your brand to like disrupt the to market. try and to try and like appear authentically. Yeah, you know, to to a, a target audience that's probably not even interested in your shit. Like if you're thinking like that, you've already lost the plot. Hundred percent. In my opinion, hundred percent. It's so funny because like I was literally we we're looking for topics, and I'm reading this one article on Strategy Online about how Wendy's is trying to disrupt. The breakfast market, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro. Just release your fucking <laughs> breakfast sandwich, man. Yo, like, it's like it's the same what shit. What do you mean by that, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> What's Wendy's gonna do? What are you gonna change about breakfast? Yeah, yeah, fast. You know, it's the same meals that they're offering. Yeah, it's just they, a, a different product line for them. Like they didn't have a large focus on that before, and now they do. Let me, yeah, let me correct your headline. <laughs> Wendy's now introduces breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh man, it's see, just, no slander to Burger King. This no, time. hey, the, Burger King CEO. The, like, man, like, don't worry, bro. Like, we got you, man. Like, it's it's not always you. I hope you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, Wendy's. He's like, Wendy fuck sucks, Wendy's. dude. Yo. Like, he's like, yo, Wendy CEO is like, man, I thought we were cool, bro. I thought, like, <laughs> I thought we were fine. Wendy CEO is like, now nah, looking at us and we're like, oh, man, we got to off these guys. Man, these it's guys. not a Mad Next episode if we don't say we're back and we don't have a QSR. Yeah, we don't, bro. So, like, man, you know? like, shout out to QSR industry, man. Yeah, you hold man, it down. Who's, who's next? You hold it down. Yeah, yeah. You guys, hold, you guys give us so much of your content. Yeah. Like, I'm now going to try Wendy's breakfast. I'm going to try Wendy's hey, breakfast. Sandwich we'll do a little video of it on uh, the Mad Mix Instagram. That's what we should do. It's actually not a bad idea. Go in and try the breakfast? Just talking shit about something and then like filming us going to get something. Like, a little that would product actually, reviews. That'd be kind of fun. Right, Did this disrupt it. The, that? Let's do that. We're doing it. Yeah. For sure. If y'all want to see that, then... If you want to see us DMs. disrupt the, the Wendy's disruption of the breakfast market, hit us up. You know where to go. You know how we disrupt Wendy's uh, breakfast is whenever they hand it out, we just like slap it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro, like someone's eating. I mean, it's like, yo, we're fucking. Get that shit out of here. Bro, we, we heard that Wendy's was disrupting the market. And, you know, you we are the reasons that. why that's happening. We're disrupting you. Exactly. Enjoying Wendy's disrupting the market, bro. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Speak scrappy and shit, too. Sorry. <laughs> About to kind of keep the topic of like, I guess, work, culture, all of that wrapped in one. Yeah, this is a good this one. This is a good one. This is a crazy one. But in Kentucky, I'll read you the headline actually. So U.S. man gets $450,000 after unwanted work birthday party triggered a panic attack. That's a crazy headline. Damn. Um, to Did give you a bit of... What happened? No, I was like, did he give the 450K? He, yeah. Well, he's suing for it. I think, I think he's, uh, we'll explain the story, but right. basically this employee was saying, I do not want a birthday party um, for specific reasons, for like anxiety reasons. Like, don't throw me a birthday party. Yeah. Company was like, bet, let's throw you a birthday party because that's what you clearly want. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, so, no, we got you. Yeah. <laughs> they threw him this party, this big party. They made it a big deal, and he had a panic attack. And they described his actions as like abrasive and like aggressive during this panic attack or whatever it was. Mental health matters, though, right? Mental, bro. Yeah, so that ended up creating tension, um, where his boss ended up suspending him for two days because of that. And during the suspension, actually fired him. 
because of how he acted during that birthday celebration. It was ungrateful, and he was ruining the joy of other coworkers by reacting that way. And I'm just like, so obviously he's suing them for 450K, like we mentioned, but where's all this talk about like mental health? about like listening to your coworkers. This company probably put out like a mental health week or a mental health month post for sure. Like HR, what are you doing here? You know, how do you fire someone for that? Yeah, I think it's just stupid. It's, stupid. it's absolutely ridiculous. No. And like what happened to like respecting, respecting people's people. privacy <laughs> decisions. It's like, listen, like I don't want this shit, man. Like you forced me yeah. to upload my birthday to this <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, internal true, true, system. True. I don't want to have a birthday party, man. Me, mind you, I I would love if my work, my coworkers threw me I'll over. Take it, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it, man. I, I don't have the same, you know, reasoning for this guy, but for me, for him to just be very clear and say, "Yo, I don't want this for X reason," and then you just. Forget about that, or you do it anyways, and then be like, "Damn, bro! Like, (laughs) why'd you act like that? (laughs) Get this this guy out of here!" Like, Like, was this a test? Like, did they want to get him out from the start? I'm just so confused. I hope he gets all of his bread because this is this is really bad. Yeah, it's 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 really it's ridiculous. I mean, I feel I feel like there's no respect. I feel there's it's degrading. It's embarrassing. I would say, and like. Think about think about the guy in that situation. Yeah. Like imagine having a panic attack in front of all your coworkers. Coworkers. Yeah. And people. You know what I mean? You can't come back. You can't come back from no. that, man. Like it's at least in this environment where like it sounds like people are like relatively non-understanding and not supportive of like people's decisions. Straight up. Yeah. Right. Like I just I don't understand what the mentality is behind something like that. And it really for me, mental health matters the most. Right. Like. Companies, especially in 2022, yeah, everybody's about mental health. Every single person about is like, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. Right? We we or at least talk about it. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. Because if they actually did, then they wouldn't do shit like this, Facts. right? Like nobody, nobody actually understands what like dealing with mental health problems, issues for an individual, what that actually looks like and what that actually means. Because Mm -hmm. you can say, oh, like, we're just joking around. Like, mental health isn't, like, just, like, oh, yeah, I, like, felt nervous for a presentation. It's, like, shit like this. Yeah, shit shit like like this. this. Like, you're having an an anxiety attack, right? And you're telling people that you suffer from this form of anxiety and they just, like, pass it off. I think the article says, like, the person that ran the birthday party just forgot that he mentioned that. Just forgot, you know, forgot yeah, that's that he explicitly said, I don't want this, you know? Yeah, it's probably cat, right, to save for the lawsuit. But, man, I don't know. We'll we'll see kind of how that goes. But I just feel like, could you ever, like, he got fired. Yeah. And he's suing them. Like, would you ever, would you, like, even if they said, okay, we'll, like, come back to no. work, would you ever There's go no back? no going back. No, would, that company doesn't respect you. No, straight up. No, not at all. Straight up. And now you're a headline. You know what I mean? And if I heard that they did that, like if I'm his coworker, I'm gone too. I'm I'll like, be like, I'm out of here, man. Y'all don't care about you us don't at get, all. Yo, you don't give a shit about this. No. And it's also like very cutthroat too. It's like, yeah. hey, you didn't react in the way that like we thought you were going to. So like we're actually just going to get rid of you. Yeah. They it, gave him a two-day suspension and then on the second day they fired him. Yeah. And so this, is the, this is the same company that has like – in their hiring practices, we feel like yada yada yada, <laughs> and like we respect everyone's decisions, and we hire yeah. diverse. Blah, blah blah. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, this is probably a company that preaches about being a family. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? This is a, if a family member doesn't want a birthday party, you throw one for them anyhow. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's a, it's that the, type of energy. This workplace is a is a family type beat. Yeah. So why don't you want to be involved with us? Yeah. I always find that so cringy. Yeah. It's like, too. oh yeah, well, this person's like no longer part of the family. It's like, okay, well, like. You don't just fire family members. <laughs> Yo, and I used to eat that up. Yeah, I used to eat that shit I used up. to be like, yeah, I want my coworkers to be like my family. I want to be somewhere where they, you know, have that kind of energy. But again, you don't fire a family. You can't fire a family member. No, you, you not for something like this. No. Like, you know what I mean? You help them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I feel like that's another term that's like so insanely thrown around. I, that's one of those terms where we're going to look back. Family? And like, yeah, yeah. In like 20 years. Now that we're just becoming more aware of like corporate bullshit, mm-hmm. that when you say stuff like this, it like 
it's what, what leaders like executive teams like think is like oh yeah we want people to like feel like they're a part of a team and that's okay just don't call it like that don't because it, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense team is completely fine yeah it's like hey you like know? you're welcome to the team you're a part of this group like we're working together but it's like to think you're anything more to assume you're anything more than that yeah or your coworkers are anything more than that and that's why especially Dog, i am here for a check i'm here for a check and, <laughs> and, and like you think you think a CEO is gonna go out to someone and be like, "Oh yeah, these people are all my family," yeah, while behind closed doors, they don't even just know like, your yeah. name. Bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like family members don't don't do shit like that. No, and that's no. just cringe too. Just like for the record, hundred percent. Along with family in twenty years, it's also culture fit, and that's already kind of yeah, on yeah. its way out, which I'm glad yeah, about. Yeah. Culture, we're fit, starting so. to realize the bullshit in that. Yeah. Um, and that will come back when we get to one of the listener questions. Facts. Yes. It's, it's just a funny... Uh, it's it's like, a what do you, funny, what do you like, mean by that? Yeah. The Juicy video. What do you mean by that? Show some out, Dave. Um, should, we, should we jump in? We got a couple. Let's jump in, man. We got some bangers on the we last got a one, lot. People so, like seeing the kid on camera. They like tell seeing you Malik out here, yo. Yes, sir. One with me dropping soon. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. got to Doc NFT dropping soon. Yeah. You know? Oh man, but um, yeah, we basically reached out on on Instagram and we're like, "Yo, give us any topics, give us any questions you up. want us to answer on the podcast." That's open whenever, like just DM us. Yeah, hit us up, man. Whatever it is, get get in touch with us. Talk but to us, bro. Hundred percent, we're lonely. Talk, talk your shit, shit, bro. So we got a couple. This will be our listener segment. First one from the homie Anoke. He's basically saying, "So what's one barrier you would take away if you could for people trying to get into marketing?" Oh man! What do you think? <laughs> we could go on. Um, We've talked about a lot of barriers, you know, that folks that look like us face and, and whatnot. But where do you want to take that that question? Um, oh man, that's a it's a tough one. I think it's a loaded question too. I think there's like multiple different answers. Sure. Given different elements of that, but sure. I would say the like going back to the culture fit thing. Yep. I that's think that's a, I think with. it's a big time bullshit. Yep. I think it's like I'm hiring for a role right now. It's actually <laughs> kind of interesting, and like. I was briefing HR, we were talking about like, who do I want a part of this role? And like, I started thinking about like culture fit and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I, I'm, I think it's important for someone to be able to get along with their coworkers. I think that's like a factor that I feel is important for any job that you're doing, but to decide over a certain candidate over another based on that, I think leaves a lot of people, marginalized people, yeah. you know, uh, left out in the dust, yep. right? Because when it comes down to like, oh yeah, like does this, do they have the exact same skills? Yeah. Do they have the exact same resume? Sure do. Okay, well, which one do I identify with a little more? Yeah, which one I can I get a beer with? Yeah, which, yeah, 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 that one. I don't drink. Oh damn, looks like we're going with the white beer. You know what I mean? Like, but that, that's <laughs> real though. That's like, it's real. That's real. I've seen, I've seen I've it happen right in front before. of my eyes. Yeah. I've seen it right, happen right in front of my eyes. Right, right. And I think that it's so important for, people understand like what that actually means because when I hire someone who is, and I'm not calling this out for anything specific, but like yeah. this is all hypothetical when someone who like a white person will hire another white person, it's like, it can be a culture fit. They're like, Oh, this person like identify a little closely with this person. Yep. When I hire someone who is BIPOC, uh, or black even, yeah. they're looking at me being like, oh, he's only hiring the black guys. And we talked that, about that, that last will, episode. That will always be a thing that people look at. Yeah. Whether you say it, whether you, I know you're thinking it, right? We're never going to be in a position where hiring the right person for the job is usually the, the BIPOC person. Mm-hmm. It usually never goes that way. Um, so I'd say that's probably like a big, a big barrier. Um, yeah, man, that's a, that's a huge one. Um, and like, yeah, I've heard the same thing where a, a manager was saying, yeah, if I can't grab a beer with this person, like, I don't know how they're going to be on my team. And I'm like, you realize that's not the job, right? Like getting a beer, yeah. with the, that's, that's your family bullshit again. Unless but you work like, at a bar or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless you're working yeah, at a yeah, bar. Yeah. So typically, and this person hired a lot of folks that look just like him. Yeah. Little mini hymns, you know, and it's like hymns, no women, yeah, no yeah, people of, of color. As you can imagine, this is a white guy. Um, I would say another barrier would be, and let me make sure I word this properly, but like lack of representation. And what I mean by that is that 
you know, when it comes to advertising and marketing roles specifically, a lot of folks get into it because they have a family member or something that they've seen be successful in that industry. I don't know anyone in advertising in my family. I kind of had to find this on yeah, my own. Yeah, I don't know anybody. You know I what I'm saying? I don't know anybody in advertising, except you. Yeah. <laughs> except you. If I didn't know you, I don't know if I would have gotten to work at the place that, that I At John's, right, right, right. That right. Worked, you know what I mean? Unless yeah. it was 2020 when everyone was just hiring black people, then Pretty I would have been yeah, lit. You'd be like, miserable right yeah, now. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's one thing, right? Like, I wish we could see ourselves more in those roles and I could know someone that's an executive level while I'm in high school and look up to that person and be like, oh, I can make a hundred bands plus like being in marketing advertising. That's a lot of money though. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, having that, having that representation, being able to see people at the executive level or above a coordinator level where it actually feels aspirational. Yeah, you know it feels like it feels attainable, right? Yeah. And I feel like to some degree that I am that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah, I have to be time. that person for other younger people who are trying to come up in the industry. That's mm -hmm. why I always try and help as many people as I can, give advice to people as I can. But it's uh it's a it's a big barrier. Yeah. Especially because ninety percent of the people who I I've worked with over the over the last couple of years in various agencies Oh yeah, I knew this guy because he knows this person. Or my dad's the CEO of this company. Or this person's Easily. doing this. And I'm like, man, like, okay, cool. Like, can you just traffic this fucking campaign? Or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But these are the people who get like the real opportunities. Yeah. Those, those are the people who get the opportunities given to them. Oh man, I remember I was going for this role at this, this marketing company before John Street, right? I was trying to get an internship. And it was a group interview, but it was just me and one other guy. This kid was horrible. I'm sorry, just like he could not answer questions. He could not articulate what the process was. He just did not know his shit. Meanwhile, I had studied this company. I was doing everything right. I was like, yo, I know all the brands we work with. I could articulate the process. And I lost out to the internship because of him. I later found out his dad is one of their clients. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's white, if you couldn't guess, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, Tough okay. for that agency, man. Yeah. yeah it's know, really it's tough like, for that agency because like, they stay right. shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they're, they're making a decision to be like, wow, right. this guy can actually add value and yeah. contribute and grow our business, but we actually like don't want to do that. Yeah, it's all for show. Like, why even have me there if you, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I was just so hire, mad, man. Yeah, just hire him. Like, yeah. It's like, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, before we get to the other one, one obvious barrier is racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, get rid of racism. <laughs> can't go away without saying that, but yeah. we can't really do anything about that. Yeah, not know, really so. much we can do about that piece. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I would say, like, even another bit, it's like, just, like, etiquette is another thing. Like, we kind of got into etiquette. it earlier in the episode. Like, it's like, yeah, there's, like, certain things you can do. I'm a big proponent right, right. of, like, listen, be who you are Yeah. and, like, if you get your job and you do your shit the right way and you're good at what you do, it doesn't really matter who you are, in my opinion. To some degree, to some degree, yeah, to some yeah. degree. No, I'm just looking at it from the level of like, you know, you're a CEO at a corporation, you still view professionalism a certain way. Fair. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, we need, you need younger companies for that to work, you know? You you're need right. younger executives, but I agree with you, right? Like. Fuck professionalism. We've talked about that. We've talked about those ideas and where those standards come from. Yeah. And that I mean, is a barrier. Well, right? yeah. Professionalism is a subjective term. Yeah. And like, because anybody can be a professional. And you can use that to keep people out. And you do even that. Even if they're being it doesn't, professional. It doesn't matter know? if you're a, a CEO. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a carpenter. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, I don't know, Whatever, a... Man. A te sound technician. Yeah, yeah. All of those people are professional because they're skilled and crafted in what they do. In a profession. <laughs> yeah. And by yeah. Me what I mean by CEO is just like your corporate desk job CEO kind sure. of guy. Yeah, Not yeah. like, I like just like, like a CEO. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Owns one of those companies in those various industries. Right. Right. But I don't know. I think those are the things where it's like, if you're really good at, your, at what you do and you're, and you're skilled and you get your, your job done, I think you should be judged based on like your character as a person. Hundred percent. Versus like, you know, oh well, I really don't want this person working here. Kind yeah, of yeah. Or this type of person working here. Yo, nope. That was a good. That was, was a, a solid question. That's a good one, man. Let's end on our last listener question oh, of bro. this week. We got a bunch yeah, more we that we can talk, use. Um, a shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin, man. That's a homie, bro. <laughs> 
His question is, what are the biggest challenges after graduating college and how to overcome them? Oh, man. Because so, you've got to think back to when, uh, yeah. you know, it's a different world, kind of, but yeah, yeah, some yeah. stuff is still the same. Some stuff is still, like, outside of the stuff that we kind of we just, just talked, talked about. about, Yeah, I would say that, like, I don't know, I, I've graduated twice. I went same. to university and I went to college. And I would say the first time that I graduated, I, I was honestly quite cocky and I wasn't nervous about the job market. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about, like, the skills and the things that I needed to do to, you know, land, land a full-time job. Right. I I ended my university degree and I was like, okay, cool. Hire me anybody. And I found it very, very difficult to find a job, which I was like, damn, it's really hard. You're like, anyone would be lucky to have me. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And even when I did interviews in some places, like I would fuck up because like, I didn't really know what I was doing or what the expectation was. So I would say like, uh, a challenge that I had is I didn't have that kind of network that I can lean on and I didn't know how to use the people around me to be able to help me. Yeah. Um, and whether that's someone who already works somewhere, whether it's a friend who, who just got a job somewhere, I would say use your network around you because I think especially in advertising and marketing, your network can go, can get you, you know, places that oh, you, know, you might not be I able to I could talk go, for days about that. Right? Yeah. And it goes into the fact that what we were just saying, like some people like use their network who are like, my dad works for this company. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool, I know someone here already and I can get in easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's brutal, like, and that puts a lot of barriers in place of BIPOC folks who are trying to get into certain industries like advertising and marketing. Yeah. But. I get it. I would say, like, for people around you and, you know, I think it's a good thing for you to be able to tap into and learn from and even just get tips and tricks as to how did you go through this interview process? How did you navigate this kind of conversation? I think are like really important things for, for people to know. Yeah, similar to you, like I've graduated twice, right? Like two different colleges, but I think a big thing is like lack of preparation. Yeah. You know, like some folks just think that I'm gonna graduate and then just get a job magically by that, doing the bare minimum. That's that's literally what I did. I feel and like I screwed I up. Like, yeah. <laughs> it took me a long time. I had to go back to school. True, true. I'm just like mind blown on how that's like a thought like right now of like you think you can just jump there's so much competition yeah like even speaking to you know when i graduated that boot camp for ux design there are 15 other boot camps you know there's 30 students in each uh graduating class that happens every three months you know how much competition there is out there so for you to just think that i can do the bare minimum and a company like uber is gonna hire me yeah, You're yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You, if you you have to work for the job that you, you have want, to right? work, especially that first one. Yeah, especially especially the first one. And I feel like hard. that sets the stage for a lot of things too, right? Yeah. Like, I remember this actually gave me a, like a really good insight into this. I remember when I first it was the summer after our first year. I yeah. Remember, yeah. Like me, you, and Cam were right. applying for the same job. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, I'm going to fucking come 100% correct Straight if up. I'm going to beat these two guys for this position. Like, that taught me. I was like, and I didn't get the job. Yeah, like, I, didn't yeah, get, I like, remember that. Cam got the job. And Cam I'm like, job. you know what? Like, I was cheesed because I was like, damn, that was like a good opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. But I look back and I'm like, that taught me a lot about the process to be like, okay, whether it's Cam or somebody that I don't know, I know that I need to like be my absolute best. Like it set a standard for me to like be able to get to that level where I'm like, I know the quality of the people who I'm competing with. Mm -hmm. And I think if you you have that visibility, great. It pushes you to like know what you need to do. But a lot of people don't have that same visibility and then don't understand why they don't get jobs because it's like, oh, well like actually you were like the sixth rank person here because you actually suck and don't have these kind of qualities or you didn't talk in the interview about this, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Exactly what you guys were going to bring to the table for that interview. Right. And I was like, this is, I know what I need to prepare for. I know what I need to do to like get this job. And like, I still think about that a lot. Man, you unlocked a memory for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember that. It was, it was intense, man. And, but the thing is when I didn't get the job, uh, I didn't lose a sense of camaraderie with you guys. No, I, was like, no. I was like, I know that we're all capable of doing this. And it was just a matter of like, it came, probably came down to like the smallest things or the yeah. smallest traits. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool too. You know what I mean? It ended up working out for me. Man, it makes me think of like when I was applying for the job at seven shifts, like a startup, 
one of my friends from the program was also applying for that same job and he didn't get it and I obviously got it and that like ruined our friendship. (laughs) He was like all salty about it and I'm just like, yo, I just went harder. (laughs) I was just more prepared for this than you were, but that's completely fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's not. It's not personal. I didn't. It's not personal. It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be mad at me. <laughs> be mad at the company. Yeah, because if you got it, you'd expect me to be happy for you. Yeah. Like we're going. I'm going a little off course here, but yeah, yeah. It just kind of reminded me of, of of that moment. But um, come prepared. Come prepared, come prepared in so like, many ways. Yeah. Don't don't expect anything. Don't don't expect anything to be handed to you. Yeah. That's a huge challenge. I feel like for a lot of people coming out of school who like been like groom that oh you're so great or your project is so good it's like man the real world will like humble your ass quick oh man yeah i do a lot of coaching for like uh ux alumni and something that comes up a lot is they're you know they'll be very frustrated as to why they're not getting replies on emails and and stuff like that or why they're not getting interviews and jobs yeah and then sometimes you look at their portfolio and it's no you know no fault to them really it's kind of how they're taught but Every portfolio just looks the same. Exact same. The exact same. Exact because that's same. the way they're taught in school. Come prepared. You need to realize your competition and you switch that shit up. Yeah. You need to highlight yourself and show why you're different. Yeah. And school you know? school is great for teaching you the fundamentals of what you think that an industry should be. But like it goes back to like bringing yourself to you that job to. and what you can do and what you can actually bring to the table. Yeah. That's the difference maker for a lot of people that interview with me. I'm hiring for a role right now. I'm going to expect that everybody that I'm interviewing can do the job. But what's your X factor? What's the piece there that's like, go. what do you bring to the table that's different from the next guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? And Hit up Malik if you're looking for, for work right do now. Not, do not hit me up. <laughs> I have too much going on. Slide in his DMs and ask yeah, him yeah, for yeah. a LinkedIn. I made a, oh man, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, I uh, know. I feel I was, you. I feel you. Yo, that, uh, I think that's the perfect wrap-up. Kevin, hopefully we answered your question there. Um, episode six. Episode six, man. Pick up sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man's is Who's this? Whose man's is this? Man, thank you so much again for listening to the Mad Mix. Uh, this is a lot of fun, man. I feel like this season we've on a roll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some big things coming. A lot of great content. And I love the, the responses that we're getting on these videos. So keep them coming. We're going to keep making these videos. Um... And, you know, we got some big things coming for the summer as well. Uh, studio space, perhaps. Who knows? You'll see. You'll have to wait and find out. But Yeah, let's you. not uh, boil the ocean over this. Let's not, um, let's not boil the ocean. Let's not. We're going to get scrappy <laughs> with the decision here. Right, and, let's uh, disrupt the podcast industry. Peace. Peace.